Welcome back to Everything EOS, the longest running EOS podcast. We are so excited that you've joined us for another action-packed week. This week, we're focused less on speculation about what's coming in the future, and we're talking a lot about what's coming right now with some new ESBC announcements, some new DAP updates, and so much more. So uh, why don't we dive into it, Zach? Biggest news of the week, I think. We've been asking this for how long now, Rob? Over a year, year yeah. and a half? When Coinbase. Oh, yeah. When Coinbase. When Coinbase. Now, now Coinbase. It's finally here. If you missed the news, EOS is now on Coinbase Pro, which is like the, the pro trading part of Coinbase, which means that eventually, as they get enough volume and demand, it should funnel over into the actual Coinbase app for retail users. But anybody with a Coinbase account can buy on Coinbase Pro. So that was pretty cool to see as well. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw that go live? I, I, I believe in miracles now, man. So it, it, it came out on my birthday. My birthday is Monday, April 8th, but I celebrated nice. it with, with my family on Sunday night. I blew out the candles. I said, when Coinbase? Give me Coinbase. Give me some, give, <laughs> g- g- give me some June news. Give me, give me some Coinbase. And next day, yep. Coinbase deposits being accepted. A couple hours right. later, started trading. You- you heard it here first. You guys can all thank Zach Call. If you like that, that he I is now it. in Coinbase, you can thank Zach for giving up his birthday wish just to get it there. So that's so awesome to see. Speaking of other crypto news, we have some news of our own here. If you are one of the many people that's already picked up your very own everything you use, merch, shirts, hats, phone cases, so much more, hoodies, we got it all on everythingeos.io. Please go check that out. And if you are a developer or maybe you're not a developer and you're looking to get involved with EOS development, you can head on over to everythingeos.io forward slash dev, D-E-V, to sign up for our upcoming Everything EOS developer courses that will teach you how to build EOS DApps. So we're super excited about that. And if you wanna be one of the first ones to access the tutorials, everythingeos.io slash dev. But uh, speaking of Coinbase, um, they're in San Francisco, right? They're on the West Coast in the U.S.? I, I think so. Uh, by the time this airs, I think I'll be in San Francisco, actually. Will you be in San Francisco? Yeah, what, what, what yeah are, what I will are, be in San Francisco. What are we doing there? We got the EOS Ooh. World Expo this weekend in yes, San we Francisco. Do. Really excited about that. We, there are so many people going to be there. I don't know if by the oh, time yeah. this airs, if there's time to, to schedule your plans, if you haven't already scheduled them. But very recently, I think like last week, we had two special last minute guests added to, to the, uh, I don't even know, to the, to the list of guests, let's say. To the roster, yeah. <laughs> Brock Pierce, who everybody knows, and Frank Chester, the inventor of the geometric shape of the heart, the Chestahedron. <laughs> Love it. Thank you, Frank, for inspiring this whole movement, really. I know that Dan and Brendan and Brock are all super big fans of the Chestahedron, and now we all are as well as using part of it as the EOS logo. So that's going to be cool to meet him and, of course, to see Brock and all of the other members of the EOS community. There are a ton of people going, like you said, so it should be a great event. So you're, you're also last-minute edition. Why didn't, why didn't you get a special yeah. tweet calling out Rob Finch? Did you uh, let the official team know you're coming, or are you just going to show up? I haven't. I think I'm just going to show up. So I made a video for the Cypherglass channel, which should be out by the time this is out, letting everybody know, hey, I am coming if you want to swing by and say hello. Um, but I figured I would just show up and, you know, say hi. But I definitely FOMO'd in. <laughs> I got to say, last weekend I was like, oh, you know, I don't think I'm going to travel. I was just in London. And then more people get announced, more people get announced. The EOS 2 gets announced that Brock is going as well. And I was like, all right, that's it. Like, it's too <laughs> much. I got to FOMO in. I got to come to San Francisco. So I will see you all there. But I'm super excited about it. It should honestly be what I think is going to be the biggest EOS event of the year thus far and then June will probably top this, so it should be cool. All right, before we get into our next news, 
we'll, we'll bring up a B1 June thing. We're not going to talk speculation today, but we will talk B1 June. We just want to give everyone a heads up if you're planning to go out to Washington, D.C. We are in the early phases of planning a mixer event the night before B1 June. So if you're booking your travel, make sure you're going to be available for around maybe like a happy hour type type a setting in Washington, D.C. We're going to uh, let Block One come out with their announcement first. Let us know where the venue is. Our venue is going to be within 15 minutes of there. So keep an eye out for that. And if anyone else is already planning of doing the same thing, let's collaborate. Reach out. You know where to find this in the Everything EOS Telegram channel. That's t.me front slash everything underscore EOS. Now, boom, boom, boom. We got some really good news. Today's news, not tomorrow's news, today. And it starts with EOS VC. It's all EOS VC. Let's start with SVK Crypto, Rob. You uh, just put out some new videos from them, and they just made a new announcement for a new Series A investment. Yeah, so SVK Crypto is one of the funds that makes up Block One's billion dollar DAP fund, where they've taken a billion dollars of their own money, they've put it up and said, hey, we're going to fund projects building on EOS IO software that includes the EOS mainnet and so many others. And SVK Crypto is one of those EOS VC funds that I sat down with in London with Shane Kehoe and Charles Story. We had an awesome interview and there were some pretty cool tidbits that they dropped, little pieces of info. You know, we got yeah. really an inside look into what their deal flow looks like and just how many projects they're seeing, which is a pretty remarkable number. One of the things that stood out to me, so I, I watched it premiere just like everyone else. I didn't, I, that was cool. I, this is the first time I've gotten to do that on our channel where it's exciting. Yeah. I get to uh, not know what's coming. But definitely. So in your conversation, I think it was really early on in the video, you were asking about their deal flow. And did I hear this correctly? 100 deals per week at any given time that they're meeting with or having calls with. Is yeah, that's, that's what they said, 100 deals. So these are 100 individual projects every single week reaching out to them saying, hey, we're building on EOS or we want to build on EOS. Will you invest in our project? And obviously, out of all of those, they go through a massive due diligence process over several months and they sort of funnel those down into the few that they do invest in. But he also dropped some interesting tidbits that they have four or five or six additional projects that have not yet been announced where the funding has either already gone through and, and you know it's a done deal and they just haven't announced it yet or where they're in the final stages of due diligence and may end up making an investment as well. So we have obviously one new projects that we're gonna talk about today that they just invested in, but they have a whole string of projects that they're ready to invest in or already have invested in coming as well. So it's just so exciting that EUSVC is really ramping up now and investing in high quality projects. I liked uh, also that they said 25% of their deal flows, traditional businesses that have nothing to do with a blockchain that, that wanna move to a blockchain and they, say, they see EOSIO as the only scalable solution. So yeah. that kind of leads us into this $2 million Series A that they just led and was announced just this week. Uh, SVK Crypto, they invested into um, a company here in the US called Maker OS. And I'm not 100% clear of what they do. Uh, Rob and I tried figuring this out, but it's an industry neither of us are familiar with. It's like um, the design, prototyping, 3D, 3D printing. Um, yeah. Basically, they're an end-to-end -end management solution. Uh, software as a service currently. So they have a business model. They have thousands of customers. Uh, all these small businesses work on them. They, they pay monthly subscription fees. Um, so this is a profitable business and they want to move um, some of their business to EOS IO. Um, and a big part of that is something that they call their overflow services, which um, do you want to try to give this a shot or should I? Because 
Uh, I think you should, honestly. I know it has to do with 3D printing. I reached out to Shane at SVK, but obviously with the time change there, um, I think he's probably sleeping or out right now, but we'll uh, maybe we can put an update overlay on the screen if what we say is, is incorrect or anything. But <laughs> I think that the description you gave me makes a lot of sense, but obviously we're looking for that further clarification. So why don't you, why don't you tell the folks at home what you told me earlier? So I guess I could try explaining it myself, but I have myself a little TLR, TLDR note. I'm just going to read it from uh, how they describe themselves. It says, Maker yeah. OS is a software as a service for 3D printing, late fabrication, and design-based businesses to automate sales, project management, payment processing, and collaboration. An easy-to-use interface allows services to install the system on their website and take projects and execute them on the back end 10 times faster. Services may also include overflow, inbound or outbound projects with each other for white label fulfillment. Um, so that overflow is what it specifically mentioned in the um, Cointelegraph press release that came out today. And the best way I could describe it is it sounds like this industry is, has a lot to do with like prototyping and 3D printing. So let's say Rob had some super cool keychain that he wanted prototyped and I was going to fulfill um, the, the printing of these products, or, or maybe it's not even a prototype, maybe it's a product that can just be scaled through a 3D printer. Right. Um, this service and this overflow service would allow me as a small business owner that has um, the necessary equipment to, to run this business. It, it basically streams, streamlines the workflow, handles like the invoicing, the sales, the inventory. It tracks um, the, the product processing across the chain. So if, if I'm a customer, I could see that like it's on schedule to print tomorrow or it's currently printing right this second. Um, oh, wow. But if I don't have the capacity to fulfill an order, in the back end, it automates it so that maybe Rob has a, a similar company in the other, on the other side of the country, and he's, his business is going kind of slow, so he has extra capacity on his equipment. So basically, it could funnel the, the, the um, prototypes that I'm unable to print in, in the time to fulfill an order, and it just funnels it to Rob, and then Rob would fulfill the order. Hmm. He would white label the shipment so that it still went to the customer and looked like it came from the original vendor, but it's basically allowing multiple companies that are in a similar industry, they're all doing basically the same thing, just small businesses or sometimes even large businesses, but it allows them to collaborate and work together. And the blockchain aspect, I, I see a huge opportunity because it's gonna let them work together without trusting each other or knowing who yeah. each other are. And it's going to make sure that all of the work was done. And if it's not done, you'll know exactly the reason why, because every single step of the way is, is a transaction on the blockchain probably signed by an employee, for example. Um, they, they gave a couple yeah, quotes. Sorry. If you, yeah, yeah. One thing I wanted to say that, that was super interesting to me, and then I'll read one of the quotes as well, um, is that it says MakerOS in that TLDR you read, it's a software as a service for 3D printing, light fabrication, and design-based businesses. So it seems like it might not just be limited to 3D printing. It could be light fabrication. Maybe that means textiles. I'm not sure. We'll try to get clarification for you all. But very exciting to see this being built. And to go into uh, one of their quotes, Mike Mosseri, the founder and CEO at MakerOS said, there is an increasing need for decentralized systems to enable the next wave of global manufacturing. By building blockchain into our overflow platform, we can verify suppliers, incentivize collaboration, and expand the capabilities of everyone within the network. And then he went on to say, this is an exciting time. Actually, excuse me, this is Hugh Cochran, uh, co-founder at SVK Crypto. Shout out to you, Hugh. Um, met him at uh, the office at, at SVK in London. But he goes on to say, this is an exciting time for the manufacturing industry with blockchain taking center stage in the digital revolution. Companies like MakerOS are in the, 
in the vanguard of this revolution. We're delighted to lead the company's Series A funding round and are looking forward to introducing the team to the wider EOSIO community to help the company grow. So pretty cool to see them all coming together. And obviously with their fund, you know, one of the things we learned in that SVK crypto long form interview with their fund being a seven to 10 year view, they really are looking at the future where maybe more products are printed, you know, on a 3D printer seven to 10 years from now than are today. And, and that whole sort of light manufacturing industry will definitely grow as a result. So it'll be exciting to see how this develops. I see this as just an industry we don't understand it. It's, I tried hmm. looking up stuff about MakerOS um, and a lot of the news was prior to this announcement, so it had nothing to do with blockchain. Seeing how it was described, it's a, it's it's a successful business. It said they have thousands of customers, and it it, it seemed yeah. like the real deal. But that brings us into the next topic, and that just came out literally right before we started recording this. Uh, I was aware we were both kind of aware of it for a little bit because uh, I don't even need to say that. Um, so we we said. EOSVC is uh, putting a lot of their focus into traditional business models that could uh, save money, cut costs, or be more efficient by moving to a blockchain. And this is one of those examples. So today it was announced on Coinbase that FinLab AG, one of the EOSVC funds, uh, led a Series A for $5 million to a company called Moonlighting. Uh, Moonlighting is best described as an Upwork-type freelancer platform. And the thing that stands out for it is they have 700,000 users today. 700,000? 700,000. They do. Oh boy. Wow, they, that's another, that's almost the entire amount of accounts that exist on EOS. I think we're north of 900,000. So that's o huge. Over a million dollars of annual revenue. Um, wow. A quote from, um, the Moonlighting CEO, Jeff Tenery, he said, we have been exploring blockchain protocols since the end of 2017 and have chosen EOS IO due to its ability to scale transaction processing, main low transaction costs, and enable ease of user account management. All wow. very, very good reasons uh, to, to wanna move to a blockchain. And before this news was public, uh, I was already kind of aware of the project. Uh, as part of Dappiness, we talked to them about some of their integrations with the blockchain. And besides what he said there, there there's a huge opportunity for them to, uh, they, they had things in their technical white paper for off-chain storage. And because of the Dapp network launching and some of these DSP services with VRAM, cheap, cheap storage and IPFS, they're actually going to be, I think, some of the innovators on the Dapp network. So that's really cool also. Um, but that wasn't uh, FinLab's only investment this week. Another one kind of flew under the radar. This might be the, the big yeah. uh, surprise for everyone because it, this one wasn't on Coinbase or Coin... Or Coin Coindesk. Th this, this one wasn't yeah. tweeted out. This one wasn't like <laughs> tweeted out by Block One yet as far as this recording. Right. But it's another big investment uh, from FinLab AG and it's a different type of company than what, you're used, what we're typically used to talking about here. Yeah. Yeah, this one is super interesting. So the company is called Next Big Thing or NBT, and they got this 13.5 million Series A investment from FinLab AG and a number of other people. And essentially it seems like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, but it seems like they're an incubator for other companies essentially that then they'll be going out and funding and sort of testing you know, that initial use case for. What Next Big Thing is, is it's a startup incubator that specifically incubates Internet of Things companies and projects and blockchain projects. And the EOS VC investment leads me to believe that they'll be putting a big focus on projects building on EOS IO. And, yeah. and to clarify, EO, FinLab, 
FinLab's arm of the EOSVC was not the lead investment. The lead investment in this $13.5 million Series A was led by um, an industrial insurance company, actually, a German company called HDI Global SE through oh, interesting. another investment arm of theirs called Hanover Digital Invest. Um, so I don't know much about either of them, but uh, from what I, the background information I was able to see is in Europe or probably more specific Germany, these are some big companies that invested in, the, in this. And, Okay. So and even though it wasn't led by their EOSVC arm, they did the EOSVC fund of FinLab did invest in it, though, correct? Yeah. So out of the thirteen okay. and a half million dollars, it doesn't break down how much was invested by anyone. Right. But, absolutely. But EOSVC, I believe, was the only other investor mentioned besides that big insurance company. So okay, I, would, I would assume it would be I don't know single digit millions, low millions, probably. Yeah. I think but, what's What's cool about this and about the Internet of Things, you know, this concept that everything we have in our world is connected, like your microwave is connected and maybe your toaster is mining Bitcoin for you or something. Um, there are sort of memes that come along with that. But what's cool about it is that I think a lot of the projects that this incubator may fund could be projects that are, you know, hey, we only need 50 grand to do a, an MVP of our you know, new sensor technology that we want to embed in this. Or they're, they're, my point is that I think a lot of these projects could be much smaller funding sizes. So instead of them having to go out and vet all of these individual sort of micro-sized investments, they can do one bigger investment into this actual overall IoT incubator and then fund a lot of those projects as a result and hope that you know, a few of them come out on top. So it'll be cool to see what comes from that. And it's interesting to see them casting their net so wide into the Internet of Things space. It reminds me of what Block One did with the EOS VC as a whole. So Block One huh. has got their one set of eyes, so they casted a wider net by recruiting what it, whatever it is, like five to seven worldwide VC arms, some in Asia, some in North America, some in Europe, yeah. all over the world. And that basically spreads their network and their reach. And then what this does, it extends it even further because now EOS VC has this uh, net uh, being spread in Germany amongst just specific to the Internet of Things industry. Uh, so I, I think that's really interesting is that it's these investments that are actually leading to e an even um, wider uh, pool of projects potentially. And if, yeah. if, a, if a good project comes out of this incubator, guess who's in line to potentially fund them for, for their first Series A round? ESVC. Yeah, absolutely. That's so exciting. And so, yeah. So it's like a feeder system is kind of what, what I see it as for potential future Absolutely. ESVC projects, if they make sense. And speaking of the speaking of the internet, you know, we all think of the current internet. It's, it's definitely very much a centralized internet. Brendan Bloomer is somebody who comes out a lot and talks about, you know, sort of building the new, better decentralized internet that has privacy as a default, that has security, most importantly, as a default sort of principle of it. And a lot of people say, you know, EOS is the new internet. I gave a presentation on that at SVK Crypto's event in London, which was pretty awesome. But one thing you need when you're building the new internet is email. You need that native form of communication between accounts, between businesses and their users, between so many different people on this actual EOS ecosystem. So what we are super excited about is Dmail and opening up the Dmail beta. And Dmail, as you may have guessed, is of course email on the new internet, email on EOS. And uh, the beta is coming very soon. Have you uh, signed up, Zach? I have signed up. I'm excited. I'm, nice. I want to learn more about the token model. I, there, so yeah. there's not a ton of information about them. You probably know a lot more than most people. But I understand it as like a, a token model so that you can't spam. So, so like the token, it's, it's not really supposed to hold a lot of value, but it's more or less just to make it so that one account doesn't have an unlimited amount of them to, to just spam every mailbox because they eventually run out of tokens. But then if you want to send a token, um, 
how do, how do you, why, don't, why don't you try to describe yeah, it so for the, me? I'm messing this up. I think the easiest way to explain it to people is that the mail token itself kind of acts as a reusable stamp. So if I want to send you an email, I can sort of put a stamp on it like I would put on a letter and you know send through the postal system. And that mail token entitles me to send that letter to you. And what's cool is that when I send you that message, the token, that stamp that I just stamped onto that message actually comes to you as well. And then you get that token and you can stamp it and send it back to me, or you can keep that token and then use that as a credit to send to somebody else. So essentially the way it's designed is that the mail token itself is designed to be a pure utility token, meaning that it's only real use. It's not designed to hold value. It's only real use is to stamp a letter and then you know send it off to somebody, stamp that email, send it off on the blockchain. But what's cool about it is that it's designed in a way so that the spammers, the people that want to send high volumes of messages, maybe you, know, you have an upcoming airdrop and you want people to claim it and you blast that out to everybody on the network or um, you know, you launch a new casino like so many people do on EOS and you want to let everybody know, you can blast that out of the network, but you obviously have to buy mail tokens to do so. And in spamming everybody, you're actually giving those mail tokens to each of the individual users so that for the majority of people, for hopefully 99% of people that use Dmail, they'll never have to buy any additional tokens. They'll just have enough in their account from receiving these messages from other people and from the initial claim drop that we're doing uh, through our beta. So if you do sign up for the beta, you'll get at least a thousand free tokens as a part of that for giving us your feedback. So we highly recommend you sign up there. You can head over to dmail.co and uh, sign up. That, that stamp analogy, man, I, I should have just started there. That, that's the best analogy. So it's like <laughs> you, you stamp a letter, you send it to your friend, and then they could peel that stamp off and use it to send it to someone else, basically. So it's like a reusable exactly. stamp. That, that's Which is illegal in the, the postal service in the US, <laughs> but on Dmail, totally legal. It's encouraged. Take that stamp off, take that token, send it to somebody else, or use it as a free reply back to your friend. So for pretty much everybody, Dmail will be entirely free forever. And it's only for those businesses, for the spammers, for people who want to get in touch with a lot of people that will actually have to pay to use the system. That, that's super cool. And uh, I saw you guys uh, with EOS name service, you, you guys picked up the dot .mail domain. Is that a synergy yeah. there? Does that kind of have something to do with the, the mail? project or the Dmail project? Definitely, it does. So mail is, you know, dot mail if you want a, a mail account. There have been a lot of people that reached out and said, hey, you know, maybe I've been doing some gambling transactions on my main EOS account. I don't necessarily <laughs> want to let the people that I'm communicating with know that by sending them a message from my account where then they can look on a block explorer and see it. So a lot of people expressed interest in setting up a new account entirely for communication on chain, entirely for email. So that's why we came out with the dot mail suffix. So for you, example, Zach, uh, if you wanted Zach.mail, you could say, hey, just message me Zach.mail on Dmail on EOS, and you can send all of your messages there. So that's now available on ENS along with a bunch of other suffixes. We're doing one release every day for seven days. So seven new suffixes are coming to EOS name service, plus a few bonus ones. So it's an exciting time. And I, this kind of ties in. We'll skip the next topic for the, the topic after. So for this one, okay. let's, let's talk about POs for a minute because it kind of ties into that problem you're describing because this is a problem a lot of us have is we, we transact in a certain way. We play whatever games we like to play. But then it, it, we also want to have like an account we could interact with everyone else with without them seeing all of our business possibly. But the blockchain, it's very transparent. You can see everything. So. I think we talked about this in a previous episode, the way around that you gotta like basically send your tokens to Binance, send it to a, a second wallet, and it, it's just an extra layer of friction, it's unnecessary. But what, what right. Kios will allow you to do is it'll basically allow you to anonymize certain transactions. And the reason I'm bringing up POS is because you have to actually claim these tokens. As part of the airdrop, we all have POS tokens on our account right now, but you don't actually own those tokens until you claim them. After, um, what's the date here? February or April 25th. After April 25th, 
uh, if you don't claim your tokens, they'll just disappear from your wallet. So all you have to do to claim these tokens is, let's say you have 10 tokens in your wallet, all you have to do is send the smallest amount of a transaction possible with 0 0.0001 POS, and you could send it to the the POS token dot or not dot anything. The P the PEO. I keep messing this up. It'll be yeah, on your screen. You can actually, <laughs> honestly, you can actually send one POS token to any account or even a oh. fraction of a POS token, like you're saying. So if you want to send it to us, send it to rob.vr or, or send it to Zach's address, or you can send it to the official POS token account, but any account. So you can send it from one account to the other and then back to claim it on both accounts. So you just have to send a POS token to any other account to claim it before April 25th. And what's cool about POS, you know, Dmail is entirely private. And that's one of the questions we've been getting. Hey, if I send a message to you, Zach, can people read the message that we're sending? And the answer is absolutely not. The only people that can read a message sent on Dmail are the sender and the receiver. It's totally encrypted. Um, there's nobody who can you know, intercept that and, and see what you're saying on the blockchain. But you can see, for example, that I sent a message to you. All you see is the hash in, in the memo. Um, it's totally obscured. But you can see, oh, look, Rob sent a message to Zach on chain. But what would be cool, and this is something we're sort of exploring, obviously, POS isn't fully functional yet. The code isn't out yet. It's supposed to come out on the testnet in Q2 of this year, which could be any time now. But you can imagine maybe in the future, in addition to having that mail token stamp, maybe you could take a POS token and stamp a letter on Dmail and send it out totally privately and anonymously. So there are some cool integrations there that may be possible in the future that I'm personally super excited about. I'm excited to see all these uh, privacy features because we, we keep talking about uh, B1 June and Mios, and we're not going to get into yeah. it today. But for <laughs> all of that to work, there does need to be a private component because we, we, we always talk about with blockchain, you could own your own data. Well, the only way to own your own data is if it's, it's private in some way and only unlockable through, through a private key or a multi-sig that you share. So there, there's got to be a solution for it, and there's plenty of them coming out. So not only is there POS, but... I don't even have this in our notes, but Priv EOS. Uh, are there any updates on that that you've seen? I have. I uh, not at the moment. It. The the main thing happening with Privios now, which is this sort of uh, private data layer on top of EOS. So if you want to build an adapt that's HIPAA compliant or GDPR compliant, where you need to store data in a private manner, um, it's a network that allows you to do it. They're still in the test net. We're still operating a node there and helping them out. But uh, as far as I know right now, testing continues and the mainnet launch is coming up. I believe at some point later this year. Uh, there's so much cool stuff. So, so we're, we've I been know. It just like, keeps happening. The, the last two weeks, we were just doing this factual speculation, and we, we yeah. kind of went hard on it because people really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. But then we went back to regular news this week, and it's just as exciting as the June speculation. Oh, my goodness. It's like... EOS in my VC, mind, it's tearing it up. Sorry. You, you oh, 100%. No, we're, we're both so excited that we're trying <laughs> to talk over each other. I'm just echoing your excitement. I mean, there's so much happening on EOS. And even at the peak of, you know, the retail mania, the ICO craze in 2017, there was not nearly this much stuff happening on any network, let alone EOS. But now EOS just has good news, good news, good news. The, the, the Coinbase listing, honestly, was sort of the most minor news of the week, which was pretty cool to see. <laughs> Obviously, people were excited about it. But in 2017, that would have been insane, crazy news. Yeah. And now there's so much good stuff happening that Coinbase is just kind of a little side note and all of these other good things are, are you know the main news. Something else kind of flew under the radar. The same day that Coinbase uh, went live on April 8th, uh, the checks token sale actually went live also. So yeah. just a heads up on that. I, I think most of the people watching know what 
uh, Shintai is. It's, it's basically a leasing marketplace. It'll be a direct competitor to the Rex, but it'll also have a front-end UI to actually use the Rex itself. So you'll be able to uh, earn the most residual income from your EOS tokens, depending on who's, who's paying the best an uh, interest. But the cool thing about uh, Shintai 2.0, which is Shintai 2.0 has the motto of lease everything, which includes things like NFTs. And that's what has me the most excited is if someone like Rob has a really cool end game item, he's not using it. It's way out of my price range for everything. Everything I could afford. I could work a deal with Rob in a trustless and potentially even an anonymous way where I could basically rent his sword from him and play it in, in a game myself. And then the smart contract handles uh, the ownership of that item. And then it, uh, Rob gets paid a, a, portion, a portion of what I agreed to uh, pay. Uh, a little bit uh, goes, I think, to the like checks as a whole. And that's how there's dividends with the checks token. I believe that's how it's made is there's a small transaction fee. Uh, and then Rob gets paid a little bit for renting out his sword. So it's like a win-win economy. Uh, M Blue Spaceman, have you ever seen his videos he's been putting out lately? He yeah, I actually met up with him in uh, uh, Austin, Texas when I was at South by Southwest for the Blancos event. He was there and I went to Top Golf with him and Adriana and his family, so he's awesome. Michael's a great guy, great to see you, Michael. So he put out a video recently. First of all, I recommend this channel. Yeah. I, don't have, I don't know it off the top of my head, but there will be a link in the description. Um, but he put out a video I called it's like, M Blue Crypto, the the win win economy, and that's what uh, it, it sounds like is going to happen with, with with Shintai 2.0. Rob wins because he's earning money on these swords and digital items that he's not even using, maybe digital artwork NFTs. He's not using them, and he's able to earn income because someone else wants to borrow it, basically, and he doesn't have to trust that person. The person borrowing it from Rob is winning because they don't have to buy this expensive sword or jet ski or house or digital house or whatever it is. So they get it for a significantly cheaper price, maybe try it before they buy it. And then the, the checks token holders are going to win too because they're earning a portion of all of those sales paid out in a dividend. And we, we saw how innovative, like in 2018, that was one of the most innovative things that happened was that dividend token model that DICE and EOS yeah. well, kind I, of launched. I got to say, I think I think checks has actually, and, and I could be wrong here, but I believe they've switched from a dividend model to a buyback model where it's still you know effectively the same thing, but instead of sending that you know EOS profit directly to the token holders, I think they just buy back checks on the open market and burn it. But I could be wrong head over to uh the the official chintai website to, to read their white paper if you'd like and before we move on uh there is a kyc and aml on there so that's the main reason i wanted to mention this today is to give some explanation of why because we know how people feel about doing that sometimes it's just to protect themselves it's it's long term uh so if you're a u.s citizen you can't participate in the token sale but you are allowed to pick it up from exchanges um but the reason they're doing that, it sounds like it's because they don't want one year or two years from now to get a knock on the door from the SEC saying we got to shut you guys down because you, you didn't comply with your token sales. So that, that that's it for checks, I think, unless you have anything to add. Uh, that's another exciting project. So so much exciting stuff happening. Uh, yeah. I, I want to jump back one one more thing before we move to our next topic, M Blue Spaceman. Yeah. So I, I think he uh, kind of... So I don't know if it was because of us or if he's just on the same wavelength, but he put out some really cool prediction and like kind of like conspiracy theory based on fact yeah. videos. So if you liked what we put out the last two weeks, you definitely want to follow him. And I don't think I told you about this yet, Rob, but I actually scheduled a date and time to record something with him and we're just going to go ham oh, on these nice. rabbit holes. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't I, wait to watch that. I'll definitely be a, a watcher of that premiere. That's for sure. 
I don't even remember the date off the top of my head, but as soon as I have a date, you'll see it on Twitter, you'll see it in our Telegram channel, and you can be ready for it. But I'm excited to do that nice. because he's done just as much uh, rabbit hole diving as I have, and we'll be able to kind of play off of each other here, and it should be a pretty exciting episode. You know, you and Blue Space Band, you and Michael can go. Keep doing your predictions over there. Keep speculating these videos. I love to watch them just like everybody else, but uh, in the future, I'm gonna be doing all my predictions on the new IQ prediction market. They oh, just yeah. announced it. It's called Predict with IQ instead of IC in the name, hence the IQ token. And uh, it's a prediction market that's coming later this year from the Everpedia team. So maybe I should have done the uh, the million dollar EOS bet on that <laughs> prediction market. <laughs> Would have turned out differently, maybe. This is, I will throw some speculation in. The, the, the release yeah. date for that is June. <laughs> Interesting. Is I that mean, what they said? It says June. It doesn't say June oh, 1st. Nice. Uh, I think everyone's playing off this June stuff. I saw um, uh, Fred Krueger from ES Links. He has some release coming out in June. I think everyone's just putting stuff out in June just so that we all speculate around it and talk about it. Uh, EOS Phoenix yeah, is open sourcing their code in June. So they, they could be all honest. be tied together, but we don't know. I think a lot of it is less so that they're tied together and more so that people want to wait and see what block one releases before they release something. Because obviously you don't want to release a prediction market if then in June block one releases a prediction market. Now, I don't think that's even within the realm of possibilities of what they're going to release, but that's a good example that I think, you know, it's, it's floating around in people's minds. Hey, what are they going to release and is it going to impact uh, my business? But so far people have been um, very pleased, I think, with BlockOne's response. You know, they said with the wallet, for example, rather than releasing their own wallet and sort of crushing all of the community competition because everybody wants to use BlockOne's wallet, we've been waiting for it for so long, instead of doing that, they were gonna open source the technology components like the ability to interface with the hardware wallet in your iPhone in the future so that all of the community wallets can use it. And then you can just sort of pick whichever interface you'd like best. And maybe Block One will then release their own interface that can sort of you know exist alongside all these other wallets. So I'm super excited for what's coming in June, regardless of what it is. But we know that this prediction market is included for sure. And I'm excited for when this airs, it's going to be tomorrow morning. This will probably air on Friday. And we've got this expo to go. We've both got this expo to go. Blah, blah, blah. We've both got this expo to go to, so we're gonna cut this episode off a little bit early, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Lots of big news. Shintai 2.0 is gonna be out soon with the Chex token sale, Everipedia with the uh, IQ Marketplace. All of these SVK crypto and FinLab investments to look forward to, I can't wait to see more. Rob oh, yeah. uh, has inside, it's insider public information that there's at least four or five or I think four projects in the pipeline from SVK. We know of at least FinLab has at least one more in the pipeline. I, I know Galaxy always has dozens of projects in the pipeline. Oh, yeah. So I, I think it's gonna be a steady stream of good news all the way up until June and also after June because this billion dollar fund, the only what, like less than a hundred million of it's been allocated. I don't even think that much. Yeah, I think uh, about 725 allocated to the actual funds, but in terms of then those funds allocating it to projects, I think you're right, less than 100 million. So there's still a huge amount of projects to go, especially with people like SVK funding smaller amounts, you know, a million to two million instead of Galaxy's 15 and $30 million sizes. So, so much good news coming. And if you're out there, remember, sign up for the DMAIL beta at dmail.co. Get your spot in now, because we will uh, potentially close the beta soon if we get too many signups and we've already gotten more than a thousand in just the first couple days. So get out there and sign up, reserve your spot, but I think that's probably a good place to end it, Zach. You have anything else to add? I do not, but if you made it this far and you haven't liked the damn video yet, please like it, <laughs> give it a review on iTunes, or leave us a comment, let us know what you think. And if you're gonna be in San Francisco tomorrow, hit us up on Telegram, you know where to find us. But uh, until Absolutely. next time, I'm Zach Gall. I'm Rob Finch. Let's go. And the...
This uh, is uh, everything he owes. Uh, oh. We messed it up. Should we try it? Let's try it again. All right. Let's try it again. You ready? Mm -hmm. This. This. Is everything he owes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. See you in San Francisco this weekend. Go Eos. Go Eos. <laughs>